is a type of medicine that trains your body to fight any foreign agents. Plants are helpful for the ecosystem. It's an electronic device for storing and processing data. The nervous system is all the collection of nerves in your body. Yeast is a eukaryote. Welcome to Spectacular Science, where it's all about science, with your host, Akshay. Hi listeners, welcome back to Spectacular Science. I'm Akshay, and right now, I am standing outside of Mr. Steve Spangler's science lab. Mr. Spangler is a science teacher and is all about making science fun. He also hosts his TV shows. I want to have fun myself and maybe even do an explosive finale in his lab. Well, don't tell Mr. Spangler, but I think I've cracked the code to his secret science lab. Hum. So, what I think is that the Kobe's initials, SS. Let me try that. Access granted. There! Whoa! This science lab is massive. Oh, there's this big rack of test tubes. Whoops, uh, I think I knocked those over. Well, I'm just gonna back away slowly and run away! <gasps> ah, Mr. Spangler! Huh, Oxy! What are you doing in here? Well, you're in a science lab, I'm in a science lab. Wait, wait, how did you get through the double secret security, Akshay? Um, I have the passcode. It's pretty easy to figure out. Uh, yeah, because I just used my initials SS. I guess that's really, <laughs> it's pretty easy, isn't it? It's pretty easy. Akshay, it is so awesome to see you. Thank you so much for uh, for inviting me and, and so much for uh, getting a chance to talk. Your listeners are, are thinking about science right now. Uh, it's, it's really, really cool to see you here in the lab. I'm so happy to be here. So, Mr. Spangler, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? <laughs> uh, well, absolutely. You know, um, I'm a science teacher. Uh, I, I've been teaching and teaching science for now. This is my 30th year of teaching science. Um, I taught in a classroom for a long time, but then this little thing called television happened, and mm -hmm. so I got a chance to do television and teach in the classroom. I worked for NBC Television on a show called News for Kids, and so while I was teaching, I was doing the TV show, and then one thing led to another, and I got some invitations to speak, and so I was on a circuit, and I was traveling, and I was visiting elementary schools. So... From uh, about 1991 until 2003, I did uh, almost 4,500 school shows. So a school show is about an hour long, and, and we're making things fizz, pop, and explode, doing the same thing that you're doing right now in your podcast, getting people excited about science, but I was doing it in person and traveling a lot. So that took us to 2003. In 2003, I started a company called Steve Spangler Science, and so we started making science toys and started making science kits and supplies for teachers. And I stopped doing programs for kids in schools, and I started working with teachers in something called professional development to try to teach teachers some of the things that I had learned on the road about getting kids excited about science. And I've been doing that since 2003. 
Since that time, there was a, a little thing that popped up. I don't know if you've ever heard Akshay before, but it's called YouTube. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had come up with this little experiment where you drop Mentos into Diet Coke. And so when I put it on YouTube, YouTube was only three months old. And um, the, well, that was arguably YouTube's first viral science video. It took off and there's product that went with it. And I learned something about social media, uh, working with YouTube. So we did a couple shows for YouTube. And uh, since that time, uh, things have just kind of grown. Right now, if you take all of our YouTube channels, everything on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, we've just crossed over 1 billion views of oh, all whoa. of our science videos. So that, in a nutshell, I'm a dad. I have three boys, a beautiful wife. I get to hang out with my good friend Higginsworth and Carly all the time. So life is really, really good, Akshay. Wow, that's so amazing. But how did you develop your interest in science? You know, Akshay, I think it was maybe the same way that you've done it as well. Did you, did you, like, do your mom and dad like science? Yeah. Are they engineers? What do they do for a living? So we're, we're like in a science family, basically. <laughs> you do have a science family. So I, I grew up in a science family as well. My dad was an engineer, electrical engineer, and a chemical engineer. Oh. And uh, he was also, I don't tell many people this, but he was also a professional magician. Mm. So I grew up in a family of professional magicians. So my dad... My dad, when he decided he didn't want to work in the corporate world anymore, my dad ran a magic school in Denver, Colorado. So some of the biggest names in magic back in the 1970s, I know that was a long time ago, <laughs> 1970s, came through our home in Denver, Colorado in the little um, school that my dad started. So he was an entrepreneur for sure, but I learned my presentation skills and I learned how to engage people by learning to do magic. And so I still love doing magic tricks, but I just use some of the magic and those techniques to work its way into becoming a teacher. Because I think I learned that to be a really effective teacher, you have to learn how to present things in such a way that make kids lean in, make kids mm -hmm. go, wait, hold on a second. And it doesn't have to be just science. I've had amazing English teachers, amazing math teachers, geography. It doesn't matter. I've had great teachers and all of them share that one trait is that they personally are so excited about the, what they want to teach us that that is infectious, so to speak. I, I catch their enthusiasm. And uh, so that's how it worked. I had great teachers who were science teachers as well. So I think I've always had a love of doing science. Yep. I, I, I think that's the exact the same way that I develop my interest in science. So what inspired yeah. you to make all these awesome TV shows for kids? And what inspired you to make the science toys? Well, the, that's a uh, pretty big question there. Let's, let's do the TV thing. You know, um, uh, the TV thing happened when a, a lady who's a producer for NBC television back in the early 1990s had attended one of my shows. Uh, Akshay, you're not going to understand this, but if any parents are listening to this, my grandpa was a science teacher, and he told us when he was a kid, I didn't understand it at the time, he said, teachers make so much money, sometimes we get a second job. And so he was absolutely right. I was hustling on the side in the summertime doing science shows 
When I wasn't teaching, I was booking science shows at libraries and I was doing science shows at malls and birthday parties. And it was so many years ago. And my, um, uh, and a lady who was a producer on television saw me at one of those shows. And she said, how would you like to be a part of a project? And so that's was my, that was my very first television show called News for Kids. And we ran for seven years. And uh, the show got an Emmy, which was kind of a, a cool thing for, for that. And, and then I decided I got to stay in practice. So I've worked for NBC for now almost 30 years. This is my 30th year on television doing science. Whether I'm working for the local news affiliate uh, here in Denver, or we have a TV show, or we, uh, we have now, you don't need TV to be able to do it. Now we have YouTube. So I had a YouTube show called The Spangler Effect that YouTube approached me and asked if I would do that TV show in 2010 and 11. And that TV show, well, that YouTube show called is youtube.com slash the Spangler effect. If you go and you look at any of those episodes, that's the precursor. And that's where I met Higginsworth to do DIY Sci that we're doing right now. So DIY Sci is in its, uh, we just signed for our fifth season. We've had five Emmy nominations and we're crossing our fingers for maybe something to happen that would be kind of cool this next year. So what inspired you to make the science toys? Because you, you have a company called Steve Spangler Science. So what, what inspired you to do that? Well, um, I was making those toys in school. And so when I was teaching kids, I found that, for example, um, today we're doing a STEM camp. So before, before I ran into you in the lab, we, I was doing a STEM camp today. And we were actually playing with some of the very first science toys I ever invented called Cartesian Divers. And it's a very, very old concept. I just put a new twist on it. And so one thing led to another, and I had a lot of supplies, and I had to get rid of those supplies. It's a long story. <laughs> but there was a necessity. I had to, um, I, I bought 80,000 little squids. They're not real squids. They hooked onto a pipette, and they'd go up and down in a bottle. And it was called a Cartesian diver toy, little toy called Squiddy. And so I had to find a way to sell it. And so I was introduced to the man who invented the tornado tube. That's a tube that hooks two two-liter bottles together, and you spin it around and it makes a vortex inside. So I met him and, I, and I, he was not a science teacher. And then I met another man by the name of Bruce Yaney who has a great YouTube channel as well uh, called Homemade Science. He's a science teacher. And so we all put our heads together to go, what if we invent science toys, how would you sell them? And this was before the internet. So the best way to sell them is take a picture, write a good description. So you got to be a good communicator, right? Mm -hmm. So not just being a scientist, but I had to learn to write. I had to learn how to produce my own video. I had to learn how to write instructions. And we had to learn how to market those. And we sold them to, to toy stores all over the country. And then this thing called the internet popped up at about 2003. And mm -hmm. that's when we uh, opened up our first e-commerce store called stevespanglerscience.com. And then in 2018, I sold two of those companies. So I no longer own Steve Spangler Science. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So I'm Steve Spangler, but I sold Steve Spangler Science. So it's owned by a much bigger company and they're gonna be able to take that company and, and do things with it that I couldn't do. But we, we grew it up and we did that for uh, almost 25 years. That's amazing. So this is, a, since we're in a science lab right now, Obviously, we have to talk about science. So how do you define science? Man, that's a good question. I think everything is science. I think everything that you observe, I think the science boils down to, if you are my student in class, so I'd be the luckiest teacher in the whole world if I got <laughs> Akshay as my student. But if you were in my class, 
I would tell you the same thing I'll tell your listeners, and that is science is all about people who wonder, discover, explore, and ask questions. That's really what it is. It's a certain way of thinking. Now, you can hear today in the news, everybody's talking about science, the science of this and the science of that. It just means critical thinking. And so when I think about STEM, uh, and that's a relatively new word. You know, we when I started teaching, the word didn't even exist. STEM was something on a flower or maybe a STEM cell, right, in biology. But STEM, the acronym of science, technology, engineering, and math, hadn't even, nobody had even come up with that. That really didn't happen until the mid-2000s. And so STEM is really not about science, technology, engineering, and math. If anybody tells you that, that's the most simple of answers. If you have to dig a little bit deeper, Akshay, and you have to know that STEM really means communication, collaboration, working together, critical thinking, see that's where that comes in, and then creativity, C, 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 got it? Mm -hmm. C, communication, <laughs> collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. And those are the top four skills that STEM employers are looking for, not science, technology, engineering, and math. Within STEM, they wanna know if they can find people who exhibit those skills. So anybody who's listening today, I would strongly suggest to you that you focus on all those things. If you love science, you have to also love English as well because we've got to be able to communicate or whatever language you uh, you speak in, but you have to be a good communicator. And who would have ever thought that there would be a degree called a science communicator, somebody who oh. can think critically and communicate that information for a big company who might need to tell the press or the media or maybe investors or somebody else a little bit about their information. It takes somebody who's able to bridge the gap between the scientists and between the people who are funding some of those ventures called a science communicator. So that's what I think science is all about. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a really good description. So what is the scientific method? What do you think the scientific method is? Because I would ask you, if you were in my class, I'd put it right back at you. I'd be a teacher and I'd say, Akshay, what do you think the scientific <laughs> method is? What do you think it is? It's like the method that you use through experimentation, the method that you use to find conclusions to certain observations and experiments. Absolutely. And the part that if we were together and, you know, being in the lab is that um, you've got this thing where uh, I think you start with a question. So the scientific method is a process. And you start with a question. You say, I wonder what would happen if I mix glue and borax? Hmm. I wonder what would happen if I mix glue and borax? You know what I think? I'm just going to tell you. I saw it on YouTube. I think you can make slime. So... I think what I'm gonna do is this. I'm just gonna take a, a big container of glue and put it into this glass. And then I'm gonna take some powdered borax and just pour it in there. And I'm gonna mix it around and I guess I'm gonna make slime. But when I did that, the discovery was it wasn't very good. And it wasn't at all what I saw on YouTube. So that discovery gave me information or evidence that I get to go back now and come up with a new hypothesis. I wonder, I wonder what would happen if I took the glue, first of all, and I watered it down because I saw that online. And then what if I made a borax solution? What if I took some borax and I mixed it with water? And now I don't know what proportion to use, so I'm gonna guess. So I'm gonna guess 
50 milliliters of, of glue and 10 milliliters of borax. I'm going to mix it together and it might work pretty well or it might not. And I go back and do it again. So the scientific method in my mind is just a way for us to have a lot of discoveries. And those discoveries make, uh, get it through evidence and through, uh, through data, we get to make new discoveries. And a discovery makes you ask another what if question. And sometimes you do that forever. I think the scientific method is not about conclusions at all. I think that we write it's about conclusions, but as teachers, I don't think that we've done a good job of teaching our students that very rarely do we ever come up with a conclusion. I don't know that there's a lot that's conclusive about science, unless you're Isaac Newton. I think he had some conclusions. You think so? Mm -hmm. Maybe Einstein had some conclusions, but even some of Einstein's theories and some of the information that Einstein shared, we are now um, taking that information and absorbing it and rethinking that, and as they say, reimagining that, and even coming up with things above and beyond what even Einstein thought about that. So we're now updating his conclusion. It's just his discovery. So it's just a lot of great discoveries. Mm -hmm. Now, what are your favorite experiments that you've performed on TV? Oh my gosh, there are so many. I think when Higginsworth was, we, we were talking about this and we were getting ready, we're working on another book right now and they wanted some information. I think we've had 1,500 television, uh, 1500 television appearances over the years. That's a lot. Whoa. So to try to pick a favorite one and maybe 1,800 videos on YouTube. So it's so hard to pick. I can just tell you the experiences. One of the things that I found was I really enjoy performing live on, um, on television. So that's why I've worked with NBC television for so many years. We don't do a lot of recorded things up until the pandemic, unless I was doing a TV show like DIY Sci or News for Kids or one of those. I do live television. So I work for the NBC affiliate here in Denver. And during the newscast, they'll say, coming up next, Steve Spangler is going to show you something really crazy to do with a stick an apple and a hammer will be right back. And so I would have this cool experiment to try. And so I'd have it for the anchors and they would all get to have an apple and a stick and we'd be hitting it and we'd learn something. So one of my favorite things to do on television is live science. I think it teaches you to be a good presenter. And a lot of science demonstrators can't do live science. It's just a skill. It's kind of th something that you practice and they can do something really well that I can't do as well. But I really like doing it live. I like the spontaneity. I like the surprise. And to that end, a wonderful lady by the name of Ellen DeGeneres has been so kind to me over the years. She loves science as well. And I can hardly believe that she invited a science teacher in Littleton, Colorado, me, to come on her show back in 2007. And the very first time I was on, I did elephant's toothpaste. You've mm -hmm. seen it before, yep, Akshay. Yep, definitely. You mixed the hydrogen peroxide. Well, we did that, and it wasn't very popular on TV back in 2007, but now it's a staple. Every demonstrator does it. And we did the special gas called sulfur hexafluoride that gives you a very low voice. Oh, yes. Super low voice. <laughs> That's pretty cool. In fact, Higgins, 
If you go downstairs, would you find, uh, could you get a tank of sulfur hexafluoride? Because I think if that Akshay is going to go, could you demonstrate one of your favorite experiments on a podcast? I want to be ready for him. And then, I, and then uh, the last thing I did on the Ellen show is I filled the trash can with smoke rings. It's kind of my signature demonstration. Uh, I just filled the trash can with smoke and I hit the bottom and I shot the smoke rings out and we knocked the cups off the audience members' heads. All of those demonstrations have now become favorites of other science demonstrators on television. So I'm kind of excited about that. I get to do something for my generation. And she was so kind to invite me to come back over and over and over. And she's just like a kid. She doesn't want to know anything before the show. She doesn't peek. Her producers build curtains and hide everything that I'm doing backstage. So the first time you see it is the first time she sees it. And she loves that sense of discovery that's there. So I'm just so thankful to Miss DeGeneres for giving me the ability. She says, do it big, right? We mm -hmm. have a little motto in our business. It's called make it big, do it right, give it class. And Miss, yes, that's perfect. And Mr. Generous has been so nice to allow me to do the biggest explosions, the biggest, craziest things you can ever imagine right there on the television. So I think if you just go back and you take a look at some of our Ellen appearances, those would be my, um, those would be my favorite things. And your, your listeners, I know are, are this isn't a video podcast, but your, your listeners could go to stevespangler.com slash Ellen and see a lot of my videos. Thanks to the Ellen show, they've allowed us to put a lot of those videos at stevespangler.com slash Ellen. And you can see those, Akshay. Yep, I actually seen some of those videos and they are so cool. So You're so nice. If you were here with me right now, Akshay, you know what I would do? I would do this. Let's tell our viewers, our listeners. Akshay, if you took a balloon and filled it with helium, shouldn't do this, but if you fill it with helium and then you were to breathe it in, what would happen to your voice? Your voice would increase, I mean, increase in pitch. It would. How do you know that? Have you ever done it before? Um, I, I guess I've just seen you do it. <laughs> okay, so this is what we call phenomenon-based learning. You observe something in the world, and then we ask questions about it. Well, that's called helium. You're right, and helium is six times lighter than the air that we breathe. But there's another gas that's the opposite of that, and it's called sulfur hexafluoride. Now, I know our viewers can't see it, but you can hear it. It's in a tank, listen. It's uh -huh. in a tank, like you would have oxygen, but this chemical is called SF6, sulfur hexafluoride. Huh. It's an inert gas. It doesn't smell, it doesn't taste, and if you're a science demonstrator that knows how to do this, um, this was one of the very, this is actually the very first science experiment Ellen ever did with me. So I filled up the, uh, the balloon. That's it. You can even hear it sounds weird when it's filling. Yep. So now, Akshay, here's what I'm going to do. Promise your audience right now, no special effects, right? You're not going to do yep. any special effects. No, no special, special effects. effects. I promise, right, okay? Just like, we were, just like we were together. You ready? I'm going to breathe out, and then I'm going to breathe in, and then I'm going to talk to you. All right? Here we go. Great. Oxy, I am speaking to you now for the, oh my gosh, 
And listen to my voice. Oh my goodness, Akshay, I, I am your father. No, I'm not. Your father's a Luke. I am your father. Isn't that weird? That's okay, so weird. I'm, I'm breathing out. Breathe in. Oxygen. Breathe. Oh, it's coming back, but it still sounds weird, doesn't it? Wait, yep. I have a little bit more. Ready? Akshay has the greatest spectacular science podcast in the world. No, wait, the universe. Doesn't that sound weird? <laughs> that sounds because, so weird. Uh, hold on, I gotta get it out of my lungs now, Akshay. <sighs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> that was amazing. That's very, very fun. Higginsworth, thanks for going to the lab and grabbing that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we could You're demonstrate welcome. this in our lab. Me too. So lastly, what advice do you have for young scientists like me? You know, Akshay, as I look at you, I think you are an amazing young man. And uh, my advice would be whatever your mom and dad are feeding you at night, they're doing great. <laughs> and, and whatever you're doing in school, you're doing great. And whatever happened to make you the amazing young man that you are right now is absolutely amazing to me. I would say anybody who's listening to this, I want you to know that we have a job waiting for you. And uh, it hasn't even been invented. And it's probably 15 or 20 years down the road, but it's filled with wonder and discovery and exploration. If you like to ask questions, if you like to think critically, if you like to work with other people, you like to collaborate, right? And you mm -hmm. like to be kind of creative. Yep. It's a job that we call a STEM-based job. It just means that there's an amazing job waiting for you and we want you to be a part of that. So you've got to keep taking your science classes in school. Please keep on taking your English classes. Take a speech class for sure. Learn everything that you can about computers. Learn anything you can about video production. But most importantly, learn what it means to be a really good human being. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think you've got to be kind to people. You have to be respectful. And there's a little saying that I believe called chance favors the prepared mind. A lot of people say, well, you just got lucky, Akshay. You have this wonderful, no, this podcast. No, you worked really hard and you put yourself in the right position. So if you're a kid listening to this, you know how you put yourself in the right position? Always position yourself in front of opportunity. You always sit in the front row. You know why? Chance favors the prepared mind. When somebody says, would you like to do this? You go, I'm in. So when you want to engage, engage. Even when you're like, ah, oh, should I really go out for the basketball team? Should I really be a part of the chess club? Should I really do this? The answer is yes. Should I really start a podcast where I'm sixth grade? A hundred and ten percent, right? <laughs> because it's only through that engagement do you get to connect. And if you connect, you get to have an experience. And if you have those experiences, someday, Akshay, you've done it every single day of your life so far, but someday you're going to acknowledge the fact that in your brain, you say these three words all the time, best day ever. And I wow. encourage you as a kid to have best day ever five times a day. You can't go to bed at night without at least thinking about what was the part of the day that was the best. And that was your best day ever so far. And you always acknowledge your parents 
you always say thank you to the people around you. You always say thanks to teachers. And you say those three magic words, hey, thanks for giving me a best day ever. I can hardly wait to see what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's what you gave me today, Akshay. When I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to tell my wife, best part of my day today was bumping into Akshay in the lab. That was the best part of my day. Yep. And since we're in a science lab, and since we have this large tank of liquid nitrogen, and this empty trash can, and this empty soda bottle, and no! some pit bulls, what should we do? I think you know what I'm saying, right? I think you get the honors on this one. I'm just going to put on my safety glasses. You put on your safety glasses right now. Yep. Got it on. All right. Okay, pour it in, pour it in, pour, pour it, it in. in. Oh, okay. no. Oh, Back no. away. I can, I can, Back yes, away. yes. Back away. I, I hear it going in. I Back hear it. Away. That's enough. Three, two, two one. one. Dump it in. Dump it in. Okay. Okay. Amazing! This lab is a Best complete ever, mess. <laughs> what a mess! Whoever said I forgot to tell you, your job's going to be a little bit messy in the future as well, and that's what's <laughs> going to make it fun. Fun is good. If you're having fun, it's a good thing, right? Fun mm -hmm. is good. Akshay, you are so nice to take uh, a couple minutes and talk to me. I'm going to go back to Higginsworth because who knows what he's cooking up on the DIY Sci Lab. I'm nervous about this. I'm <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Mr. Spengler, for spending this time with me. And I really enjoyed that sulfur hexafluoride demonstration. Thank you, Akshay. Bye. Bye. Whoa, wasn't that amazing? I had so much fun in Mr. Spengler's lab. Well, I guess it's time to leave. There, back outside. If you want to learn more about Mr. Spangler, you can visit his website, stevespangler.com. That's stevespangler.com. Now, what did we learn from Mr. Spangler today? We learned that Mr. Spangler is a science teacher. And as soon as television popped up, he has been doing lots of television shows about science for kids. Mr. Spangler made these TV shows and lots of science toys to get kids excited about science. STEM is just a simple answer to science, technology, engineering, and math. The real answer is the four C's. Communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. Science is all about wondering, discovering, and asking questions. The scientific method is a process when you ask questions, conduct an experiment, and learn something new. Mr. Spangler's advice for young scientists is to keep taking classes at school, remember, put yourself in a great position, and most of all, just be a very good human being. Spectacular Science is produced and hosted by me, Akshay. Our theme song is by Charan Ramachandran. Special thanks to Miss Carly Reed and Mr. Higginsworth for connecting me with Mr. Spangler. And Mr. Spangler, bumping into you in the lab was my best day ever moment. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Our website is www 
www.spectacularsci.com. You can contact this podcast by going to spectacularsci.com slash contact. That's spectacularsci.com slash contact. You can also email us at podcast at spectacularsci.com. Please check out our blog post that we write every day. Go to spectacularsci.com slash blog to find them. Lastly, please subscribe to Spectacular Science on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Please tell your friends about the show. We need your help to grow. Also, please rate and review the show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spectacular Science.